Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, and welcome to episode 385 of Her, the podcast where you're going to hear the naked truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today, her sleep. Before we begin this wonderful episode, just know that it's made possible by our friends at Solaray Vitamins. In particular, since we're talking about sleep today, we're looking at, oh my goodness, the Solaray Magnesium Glycinate. You're going to learn more about that, so take notes. The Sleep Blend, ooh, and it's got all kinds of sleep support and relaxation, as well as melatonin with glycine. Oh boy, so all of that together is what you want to hear. And of course, for all of you women out there, we're talking about multivitamins for women by Solaray. So run on over to Solaray, that's S-O-L-A-R-A-Y dot com, and learn more. All right, it is time first to make certain that you know that after the show, you're going to rate and review the show by running on over to iTunes. So that's your first reminder. And I really want to hear from you because your feedback is that important. Love to hear from you. All right, it's time for her. Her. The podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about her. Oh my goodness gracious. So we have more nutrition nudges with Chef Abby Gelman, our personal chef and culinary nutritionist par excellence, meaning she's got a master's degree in nutrition, she's a registered dietitian, and she's also a certified chef. Chef Abby, welcome back. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. Happy to be here. As oh my goodness gracious. And everyone out there, remember her first cookbook is the Mediterranean Dash Diet. And this is Fabulous. So a lot of times when she's talking about how she puts things together, all of that magic is in her book, The Mediterranean Dash Diet. All right. So, huh, Chef Abby, let's talk a little bit about what a mess the whole sleep thing is for, for people out there. Oh, there's eye rolls going on right and left as people are listening to this saying, Oh, if only I could get a decent night's sleep. What the heck is going on? So let's let's go through some very simple fundamentals. Now, I happen to wear an aura ring, and that aura ring is very famous for breaking down sleep and what's so important about sleep. So, you know, REM sleep um, is super important for memory especially, but also restoration of the brain, and we need all that we can get. And deep sleep is when you have the big regeneration and cleansing. It basically is like housekeepers are here, you know. And the problem is when you're chronically stressed, you know, you're just not getting much of any of that. And if you actually own an aura ring, you could see that. 
because it'll the, the next morning when you download all the data, you're like shocked and horrified to find out you got almost no REM and almost no deep sleep. So what was the purpose of even trying to sleep? And it's, it's just not great. We need to optimize our sleep because that's when we go through so much of this brain cleansing, regeneration. It's also terrific to calm down whole body inflammation. So all of that is really good. I'll bet people, Chef Abby, don't know about certain foods that relate to sleep. So why don't we just sort of rattle through some of these and see what that looks like? Um, because, well, first of all, I, I got to say, you know, I just have to say that um, right off the bat, if you want to ruin sleep, ladies, then drink alcohol right before you go to bed. Guaranteed, it has a profound effect upon sleep and it's a negative effect so just like no now that being said i mean you know you're out for your anniversary dinner da 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 so what's the magic number the number is actually three hours so if i finished my you know uh dinner say around 8 30 or so um then 11 30 i'm pretty you know good to go you could Shorten that up closer to two hours if you just had one glass of wine. Um, if you had the more alcohol, then the longer the space between you and sleep because it's really going to mess up with that. That being said, eating super late, especially a heavy meal, uh-uh. That is never going to work for your body because your body's going to be spending all of its time instead of regeneration and restoration, it's going to be trying to digest this big mess. Um, and, and heaven forbid you also added alcohol to that. So timing is everything and honoring circadian rhythm is so important. So just sort of throwing that out there. Now, what's, what can we say about food and drink um, to have before bed, what could you actually do? Let's just say you're, oh my gosh, it was one of those days and and now you're actually feeling maybe even a little hungry um, or whatever. What could you have, Chef Abby? Well, let's, well, you said hungry. So let's talk about food first. Um, so one mineral that really is supportive of sleep is magnesium. So there are, a variety of foods that are sources of magnesium. So things like nuts and seeds, almonds are a wonderful source of magnesium, walnuts, sunflower seeds, sesame seeds, that kind of thing. So you could have a handful of nuts. That would be a great um, option. For I that do that all the time, course. Chef Abby. Yeah, perfect. I love it. Yeah, I've been perfect. doing it for years. It's also very satisfying because, mm -hmm. you know, um, nuts and seeds are filled with fat, but it's really healthy fat, and yep. that gives you more of a sense of satiety. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm a big fan of that one. And then um, if you're not hungry and you just want something warm and soothing, I find that that feeling also helps. And so something like a chamomile tea or like an evening, obviously decaffeinated herbal tea um, like chamomile is very soothing and can help 
kind of promote sleep as well. You know what I like? I like mint teas. Mm, like I absolutely. have mixed mints. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. you know, they're really good for digestion anyway. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. That's how I really got into them. But I love mint teas and um, they are decaffeinated, um, the yep. ones I use. And mm-hmm. so um, I could drink that up. With the one little, you know, keeping in mind, I mean, if you have a like a three gallons of tea, you know, guess what you're going to be doing yeah, at about exactly. one in the morning. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love okay. waking up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. I know, roll over and, you know, stumble, you know, into whatever. <laughs> what else could you do? Um, well, we can stay with this warm beverages, a glass of warm milk, which is kind of like an old wives tale, but there's actually something to it. So it has magnesium also, but it has protein. So it has that tryptophan, which is linked to better sleep. So it kind of helps our body, um, get sleepy. Excellent. Okay. And, um, what about... If I wanted to actually have a little something, something, and and I'm just having some issue, could I have some yogurt? Sure, absolutely. Um, yogurt, dairy, all of that also has great nutrients. You know, like um, it has that is a source of tryptophan as well. There's potassium in there, magnesium in there, and these are all definitely helpful to help. You know, for inducing sleep. I bet, you know, here's something kind of random, you know, you could tell at your next cocktail party, banana peels have tryptophan and, and the, and actually bananas itself, you know, themselves, um, have, um, a little bit of magnesium in them too. So, so what, what, what are they really saying? You know, when I read this piece of uh, research, you're supposed to eat the whole damn banana. <laughs> I know, right? You know, have have the peel as well as a, oh my gosh, that's a I little strange. I've recipes for, but, um, to use peels, like to dehydrate it and make it almost like a banana peel chip or things like that, but I haven't tried it, but now it's, I'm interested. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of interesting. You know, having these great conversations with you, you know, Abby, um, are, are always, you know, I'm taking notes right and left because we always discover something else. Like, you know, I bet people don't realize that oats are also a source of melatonin. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Mm-hmm. And they also, um, you know, they've got the fiber thing, but they, interestingly, it's that whole rice and oatmeal thing, Yeah. Um, you know, uh, which is helpful. But, you know, if you want to begin like your fasting period after you ate, uh, I I wouldn't recommend having a bunch of carbohydrate, even if it's healthy, before you go to bed at nighttime. But you know, I mean, I'm just tossing out thoughts here to people, right and left, and you know how that goes. Um, <laughs> so that's cool. Um, what else could we think about? So we've got the chamomile tea, which we love, the warm milk, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got boatloads of different kinds of proteins, like, you know, how about that turkey? Remember the yeah. old thing they all say about <laughs> Thanksgiving turkeys? Uh-huh. Is it true? Come on, Chef Abby. Yeah, is that, it? that tryptophan. I don't know about you, but I always get sleepy after turkey day. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, either that or the company I'm with. Just kidding. I was playing around, just playing. <laughs> D- didn't mean that. Didn't mean that, Aunt Ethel. Um, okay. 
And then we have um, all kinds of sources of magnesium. And you know, it's interesting. I didn't really fully understand this, but um, you know, spinach, kale, broccoli, dark greens, you know, milk, um, and um, with the highest amounts in, in non-skim milk. So in other words, like full fatted milk, Cereals, oatmeal, bran flakes, sesame seeds, sunflower seeds, almonds, walnuts, just exactly what you said. So to keep all of that in mind. And then, ooh, and then Mr. Melatonin. Now, melatonin's that little hormone, you know, that gets um, secreted in the brain. And what it does is um, it begins the countdown for uh, prepping you to be able to sleep. And that's like super important. And what, you know, when people stay up all night and they're staring at their devices or, you know, they're just uh, blowing off their normal, natural circadian rhythm, then melatonin secretion gets all screwed up too. And then you just, you're all dysregulated. It's really hard to get to sleep and stay asleep. So that's why please, you know, as Abby and I have said forever, would you please honor the clock, you know, on a routine basis. Now, obviously on nights when you're out and you're having fun with friends, whatever, that's that's a treat. But on a routine basis, for crying out loud, honor your clock. Know what time it is and realize that your body needs to be able to secrete that melatonin to sleep. So let's look at where we could find melatonin. This this list always wilds me out. Sometimes I just forget. Pistachios. Mm-hmm. Isn't yep. that interesting? Pistachios. Yeah, I was having them the yep. other night. No wonder I just, you know, collapsed. Conked out. <laughs> totally. How about grapes? That's kind of interesting. Oh, my yep. gosh. Yeah. And That's then tomatoes. Snack too. Yeah. Tomatoes. Um, <laughs> and then eggs. Now, eggs is interesting. Um, so maybe having a hard-boiled egg. Um could do the trick. So it's not a whole lot of protein and, you know, um, it'll maybe increase your melatonin a tad just enough to make a difference. And fish. Now, fish is interesting too. Huh. Is it fatty fish? Yeah, I think it's mostly fatty fish. Um, So salmon, that kind of thing, tuna, maybe trout and mackerel. Those are great. And then you have the omega-3 fatty acids in there too, which also um, helps the quality of your sleep. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you a question. If I want to be able to go to sleep at nighttime and I'm being a good girl and I'm getting to bed, you know, on time and all the rest of it. So what's a really good dinner to help me, let's just say I exercise that day, you know, I eat fairly healthfully, um, and I really need to get some excellent sleep because I have a big day the next day and all the rest of it. What's a really, you know, great dinner that I could put together, let's just say, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter if I'm eating alone or not or whatever, just what are the main constituents of a dinner that could satisfy me 
um, and pretty mu- pretty much helped me um, get to sleep. Oh, so I have a good one. Are you ready? So I would have a piece of fatty fish like salmon or tuna, or trout, something like that. You could even kick it up a notch and do pistachio crusted or almond or walnut crusted salmon. Now we're talking. So you're doubling down there. And then, you know, my, my dark leafy greens. So maybe I have some roasted broccoli or some sauteed kale or spinach. Um, And then I would round it out with maybe some brown rice pilaf or something like that in the whole grain family. And then you're hitting all your high notes beautifully and maybe a dessert of something like a banana ha could could i do a fluffier dessert like do something with bananas or yeah you have a little yogurt creative yeah you want to do a little we could do a little yogurt parfait maybe have some yogurt mixed with a touch of honey and put some berries and sliced banana in there Huh. Okay. Because, you know, I always want something that's kind of really good. Oh, my good goodness. Okay. Well, that's cool. So we've, we've been talking about melatonin kind of foods. Um, but a lot of people may not know that melatonin obviously is very critical for getting us to sleep and um, maintaining that sleep. And it's just really, really important for that. And we don't want to, again, mess with it by having chaotic hours every single day, never know when you're going to go to sleep and all the rest of it. Okay, but here's something interesting. And that is, you know, melatonin levels decline, actually, gradually over the lifespan. And that's why you have lowered sleep efficacy, meaning that, that's a fancy word for, it's hard to get, get to sleep and stay asleep. And, and that's associated with, you know, aging, certainly over the age of 60, 70, and beyond. Um, and what's also happening as you age is, is that your circadian rhythms also become a little funkier. And so um, very interesting that as you age, you can't assume you have the same secretion of melatonin that you had when you were 20 or 30. And a lot of people don't know that. And melatonin's also super important for modulating the immune system and actually remodeling the immune system, um, which is really important for aging. So that's why, um, sneaky devil that I was, I mentioned um, the Solaray um, melatonin, um, which is so terribly important um, to help fill the gap with the decrease in the amount of melatonin people have. Now, you don't have to wait until you're, you know, flipping 50 and 60 and all the rest of it. Anybody could use melatonin at any time, especially if they're, you know, people who just have problems sleeping. I mean, um, some of it could be hereditary. You know, there are other things that go on like sleep apnea. Um, you know, when you're going through a, a, a crisis time in your life for whatever the issue may be, um, it could also help. 
So I think that that's really important um, to be able to keep in mind um, because melatonin is that important. Um, so there are, you know, easy ways to be able to um, access melatonin to help support you. You know, what I tell people is, you know, um, give it a whirl as a supplement and see how it makes you feel. You know, no harm done here. You, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, and so there's that. And then um, at the same time, magnesium is what you were talking about um, mm -hmm, as, mm -hmm. as something that is so terribly important. Um, and magnesium, uh, again, helps support sleep. And uh, that's why the magnesium uh, glyconate is so terribly important for people who are, who are saying, well, what's an easy way for me be, to be able to get some sleep here? Now, you know, we didn't mention this, but um, tart cherry juice um, also, uh, you know, helps um, to be able to sleep as well. And I, I found that to be very, very interesting because um, I hadn't fully appreciated that um, in a big way. Tart cherry juice. So what does that do? Um, well, it's got modest amounts of uh, magnesium and phosphorus. It's great for potassium. Um, and it gives, actually, uh, it, if, you, if you do an eight ounce, and this is tart cherry juice without any sugary junk in it, it gives mm -hmm. a woman 17% um, of the potassium she needs every day, and that's pretty cool. Um, mm -hmm. It's a great antioxidant. It's got um, all kinds of good things in it, like flavanols. Um, and it's also known to promote sleepiness. Um, and it's interesting. It's been studied um, in its role to relieve insomnia, where people who drank tart cherry juice before bed improve sleep quality. I thought that was kind of cool. And I, yeah. think, I think they think it's because it's got high amounts of melatonin. And so that's kind of neat, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And so, you know, the role of healthy nutrition in sleep, let's talk about that for a minute. What happens when you're eating ultra-processed foods all day? What do you think that does to, oh, to your sleep? Goodness, huh? your blood sugar spikes all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you're up and down, and then you crash, and you're tired, and then you then you eat something, and you get excited again. So that's exhausting. Um, and then if you eat a lot of sugary foods before bed then you're going to have trouble falling asleep for sure. You know, all of the, and you're, you know, I know we love talking about all the ultra processed foods and how they can do a number on your GI tract. So that's not oh, yeah. great if you're trying to sleep and stay asleep also. Yeah. We want to make sure that we, we try to eat as healthy as we can so that our body responds, you know, well versus, you know, in an alarm state, I guess. Which, which is just crazy. And plus, it's very, very pro-inflammatory, 
when you have ultra processed foods. It's extremely, you know, um, pro-inflammatory. It's insane. And you don't want that because inflammation is the basis of all disease. And that's just going to get you into a mountain of problems, I'd say at least. Let's talk now about um, some of the lifestyle or bedtime habits you can do to help promote sleep and relaxation. So we were talking about nutrition and some of the things you might be able to play with before you go to bed. If you wanted to have a little something warm in your tummy, but that's really safe and good for you, etc. Um, like tea. Tea is my go-to, um, needless to say. And I do a lot of the herbals, passion fruits, another one that I like to use. Um, and that's good. Okay, so um, here's something that's that's really kind of interesting. So it has been recommended that if you really want to get some really good sleep, you can um, take uh, that magnesium glyconate that I mentioned to you before about the, the solar mm-hmm. ray pram. Um, and you could yep. take that with food um, uh, with your dinner time. And how cool is that? So this way you're already preparing yeah. ahead of time. And I know a lot of people who do this and they find this to be very, very helpful to support deep, restful sleep. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a nutcase about meditation. So meditating before sleep, you know, really activates the parasympathetic arm of the nervous system, which is the rest and digest mm-hmm. part. What you don't want to activate yeah. is the stress part of it, fight and flight. So that helps. Right. Right. And um, yeah, I like box breathing. Oh, I love box. I'm okay. About this because you're talking about meditation, but um, I like box breathing. So for those of us who have trouble quieting our minds, let's say, and doing straight up meditation box breathing is you imagine you're drawing a square. So you inhale for four, hold for four, exhale for four, hold for four. And then you're drawing the box in your mind as you go. And it, it's very calming. And it also um, lights up your parasympathetic nerve and all of the good things we're trying to do to, to calm and get ready for sleep. I love it. I absolutely, totally love it. Um, Box breathing is something I have absolutely tried. I also go totally yoga on people. And um, I do the pranayama, which is breathing out Mm -hmm. of one side of your nose and out of the other side of your nose. It makes you feel so mindful of every single breath that you take. Right. Um, Right. And breathing through your nose is incredibly important instead of doing that, you know, open your mouth and suck in half the room um, because you're missing the whole point. (laughs) You're you're missing the filtering of the air. You're missing um, the ability um, to be able to expand your lungs maximally. You don't do that when you open up your mouth like that. Now, I'm uh, I'm obviously not referring to like elite athletes in the middle of a marathon or something. I mean, forget all that. I'm just saying for you and I, and we're just trying to get to sleep at nighttime, that type of thing. Now, I mentioned um, magnesium, um, excuse me, melatonin with glycine before. 
And I just want people to know that glycine helps slightly lower core body temperature. And in doing so, what's really cool is you get your best sleep in a cooler environment. And actually it's recommended that the ambient environment I'm cold, um, is somewhere between 65 and 68 degrees um, in the room. Now, that's pretty chilly, chilly, chilly. Um, work it out for yourself. But uh, when you take melatonin with glycine, you get that extra little kick, not just the melatonin, but also it affects your core body temperature as well. So that's awfully helpful. That's great. Right? That's cool. Yeah. Exercise. Yeah, Exercise. If you want a good night's sleep, honey, just exercise. And I mean, obviously, try not to exercise one hour before you go to bed, but, you know, somehow make it work for yourself. Um, and uh, ideally, it's during the day and you can really reap the benefits later on because your body's going to want to collapse and recover, which is really super important. So, I mean, seriously, Abby, be honest. Are you able to turn off all your devices by 9 p.m.? So I am, and I'm going to tell you how I do it because I uh, all right. I'm an, I'm an I'm early it. to bed, early to rise person. So I generally, well, weekdays, weekends might be a little bit different, but on weekdays, I try to be physically in bed by 9, and I do not bring my phone into the bedroom, and I read for 30 to 60 minutes at least to wind down. And I don't do a Kindle or an, or a, a digital book. I still am a hard copy girl. So I use actual books and then that gives me third, you know, at least 30 minutes of winding down tech free, you know, every weekday night at least. You know something I'm going to, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this about that. <laughs> so I too keep books by the bedside and I, since I'm uh -huh. a writer of books, um, I appreciate good books. And so, yep. uh, there's, there's yeah. something utterly, absolutely satisfying about flipping a page. I don't know what it is. Um, doesn't yeah. it feel good? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love it. Uh -huh. Yeah, I love it. Like, I feel like I'm accomplishing something. I can see where I started, where I'm going, how far I got, all of those Yeah, things. like yeah. I'm dog-earing pages and I've got a little highlighter there you know mm -hmm. I feel like I'm still in class or something oh my god I'll always be a student but you know <laughs> sometimes it's just like I want to refer to something and I can't remember where the hell it is and so I don't want to be fishing through 300 pages to figure it out so there's that okay and uh you know and I I really strive to do that I'm a meditator as well but there are some times when uh, my little you know, my little iPad appears. I don't know. I think it has a life of its own. Yeah. <laughs> I personally feel, not not throwing my iPad under the bus, that it just appears in my hands. I think it walks over to my, you know, bit. It's like, hey, pick up my Yeah, hands. that's right. I'm here. You know, go ahead. Destroy your circadian rhythm. So, you know, and I might have to just take a quick peek at something that had to do with work, if you know what I mean. So... That's kind of yeah. where, does that make sense? That's kind of where I am. You know, mm -hmm. so, okay, fine. I got you. Sometimes you know, I'm trying to do the 80-20 rule. Um, sometimes it's 20-80, but, you know, 
I do the best I can. And, you know, we're all human and, uh, you know, but I am an early to bed, early to rise um, type of person. So I'm like you. I'm a lark. And uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. there's so many owls out there, too, but I'd rather be a lark any old day. Yeah. All right. Well, this is Me this has too. just been so awesome. I just love, love, love every time yeah. we get together, Chef Abby, because I just take furious notes and I learn more and more and more. And uh, I don't know. Um, it's just such a pleasure to keep exploring all of these, you know, corners of the universe of the way that nutrition affects our health. So, Chef Abby, thank you so much once again for being on the Her Podcast. And everyone out there, please take a minute to hit iTunes and rate and review the show. We're waiting to hear from you. I'm Dr. Pam Peek, host of the Her Podcast. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Pam Peek or Twitter and Instagram at Pam Peak MD. And remember to catch every single episode of the Her Podcast on iTunes, Radio MD, and all of the major platforms. Thanks for listening today. Stay safe and stay well. <music>